atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October the 29th, in the year of our Lord, 2019. Hour two of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio. Uh, Kurt, I guess they're going to lower interest rates. And home prices are overheating again. You with me, Kurt? I guess that's my lead-in. I was yes, thinking sir. we're going to add a little bit more to it. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it looks like that's the case, Sam. Uh, you know, the Federal Reserve um, has decided to, uh, you know, cut back on the interest rates. Uh, and uh, uh, at least um, I think what's happening, Sam, is... Uh, you know, when more people have jobs and uh, less of them are waiting for their uh, food stamps, you know, from the, the government or waiting for a government check, um, they actually have money to buy, you know, something themselves. Uh, now, they might just buy a little starter home, maybe 60 grand in Arkansas or something, but, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like the whole... Uh, you know, remember they used to call it Reaganomics, and they called it trickle down um, and all that kind of stuff. And you know, frankly, it does kind of trickle, um, or I don't know if you want to call it a cascade or whatever. But when people have jobs, they can actually do things that they choose to do with their money. Uh, they might feel like they're uh, wealthy enough to go to a World Series game, or they might. Mm, you know, spend a little money at a restaurant and watch it on the big screen. Uh, I mean, the, uh, there's different things that people can do with the money they make, but it seems like that's what's happening, Sam. Uh, now, I warned against, or I warn against the whole, uh, you know, uh, no-doc loans and all that kind of stuff, and I warn against... Uh, dishonest money system i think it's a perfect time for the president to say look i found out that the constitution says uh, that no state shall make anything but gold and silver coin a tender and payment of debts and so we're going to go ahead and make america great again and restore the honest money to america and get rid of this whole federal reserve thing and the income tax i mean this has all been a problem for you uh americans as well as me for years and uh, i mean that's what i'd suggest but i don't think they're going to go that far sam the headline is instructive. It says home prices overheating again, uh, causing buyers to turn away. So what they're saying is it's getting too hot, Kurt. Well, I mean, you know, we talked about this um, in the last few days when we spent a little time together. Uh, you know, Sam, uh, you've got children that have uh, decided that certain areas are a little just too pricey for them. Uh and I've well, when you say the they've decided, thing, uh, others have decided for them. 
Well, I guess you could say that, but I mean, it's just like me. Uh, I earlier this year uh, we we went went to something called the BYU Homecoming Spectacular. I'd not gone for many many years. Uh, I think the last time I went was when I was a student at BYU. Uh, but uh, I. I had some family members that were going, and I suggested to my wife, hey, why don't we go? And uh, then I see this uh, $80 something charge on our account for, uh, I guess, for just two tickets. I was like, woo, baby. Uh, you know, kind of shocked because I was thinking, you know, maybe 10 bucks each or something like that. But it's just that, you know, things with the uh, supply and demand, uh, sometimes things charge, they cost more or whatever. And and I would have not normally gone. I did think it was a very well done event. And so I didn't have a problem later paying for it. Uh, but I was surprise and on the houses the same thing happens uh i'm surprised that in uh our neighborhood the houses are you know being sold for what they're being sold for uh on the other hand i you know i'm kind of a guy that wants to go to the country where i can you know put up a house like some of those guys on youtube and just uh you know, dig it out of the ground and put it up, you know. Uh, but, you know, it's just... Well, there you go. Headline says, Fed's set to cut interest rates by another quarter percent this week. And people are wondering why on earth they would do that while the stock market is just a rocking and a rolling. And the answer is because home prices are overheating, causing buyers to turn away. People don't have the money, Kurt. I mean, I know that, you know, people have more jobs than they used to. But, hey, there's this thing called a hidden tax. It's called inflation. And uh, they know inflation's out of control, and the numbers they're reporting on inflation are dishonest. Okay? They're not telling you the truth on the real inflationary numbers. And you say, how do I know, Sam? Well, because I bought my house, uh, what, about 17 years ago, and my house is worth well over double, at least if you believe the numbers, right? Well over double of what I bought it for. I don't see how, unless wages have over doubled, I don't see how people are going to afford it, Kurt. We're just stripping people of of their wealth through this hidden tax called inflation that no one's really focusing on. We talk about the feds manipulating the interest rates. We talk about everybody having jobs. We talk about all these things, the economy heating up, the economy needing to slow down. We got to have a cooling effect. We got to have a, and we got to, you know, do quantitative easing. And we got to do all these different, quote, complicated economic terms. But at the end of the day, the fact is Americans are making more money and at least they have jobs. So they're not completely starving. That's better than no jobs by far. Right. Um, but at the same time, I think that we're, we're being sold a bill of goods here and I don't know anybody really talking about it. Is there anybody talking about the hidden tax of inflation? Kurt, is that in the news? Not that I'm aware of Sam. Uh, I mean, I didn't see that article. Yeah, is your house worth double what it was when you bought it, Kurt? Well, that's what they tell me. And how long has it been? Uh, like for us, probably about 12 years. So it's doubled in 12 years? And do you think wages for the average person that might buy your home if you were to sell today, do you think their wages have doubled in the last 12 years? I don't know, Sam. I know that... Um, you know, some have, uh, you know, been paid more, but I just don't know the numbers. Uh, 
you know, uh, there's one piece from the Herald uh, Mail that says home sales steady, prices up in September. Um, they talk about Washington County homes. Um, and sales were virtually flat, but prices climbed during September. Um, what I see uh, kind of makes me think of this uh, deal when we talked about the whole tariff thing, Sam. Uh, you know, they say, well, hey, man, the tariffs are going up, so everybody's going to quit buying stuff. But what happens, uh, you know, the guys selling stuff, uh, you know, like me or you or anybody else, are the ones who can figure out what, you know, margin of profit they put on things. And, uh, you know, it seems like when I look at things uh, that uh, the guys selling stuff look at it and say, hey, if we're still selling things, we might as well keep raising the prices, right? Yeah, I don't really understand a lot of it. I just say, hey, the feds are cutting the rates. See, I don't want them cutting rates as much as I don't want them. Uh, increasing rates, Kurt. It seems like whenever they cut rates, we want to applaud the Fed. Whenever they increase rates, we want to down the Fed. I want to down the Fed, uh, Fed every time they manipulate anything, Kurt. Couldn't agree more, Sam, because uh, it's an unconstitutional piece of uh, um, quasi-government. Uh, it needs to go away, and we need to make America great again and restore honest money. All right. Anyway, inflation out of control, that's for sure. Olive Garden servers in the news, Kurt. This is a good news story, actually. Let's see. Now, let me find that one. Um, you know, the Olive Garden um, place I, I'm kind of a fan of. I, I enjoy their uh, salads and, you know, that kind of thing. I I wish they uh, would close their restaurant on Sunday. But in this case, um, they're talking about a... Uh, server there this is in paris tennessee uh, jordan cooper is a part-time waitress there uh, she takes weekend shifts uh, and uh, doesn't usually work sundays but this was on a sunday evening uh, and uh, she uh, well they said it uh, turned into a godsend uh, while she was waiting on a table of a couple with two young children the observant server knew in her gut something was horribly wrong the baby in particular whom uh, the girl guest was younger than two caught her attention right away she said i can't even describe to you how bad she looked and how and why nobody noticed it um, and i guess in a Facebook post that's been deleted. Uh, she described the child's face as black and blue all over. Uh, she went on to explain that the man was handling the girl harshly, force-feeding her, grabbing her shirt, taking her to the bathroom whenever she cried. Uh, it was this woman's quick thinking, that's the uh, uh, server there, uh, quick thinking that got this couple into the hands of the authorities and behind the bar, behind bars. Um, it's funny how you get behind bars in jail and the people want to get up behind a bar. Uh, but anyway, with the help of another table at the restaurant, uh, the uh, server was able to capture a photo of the man in the background. And uh, bottom line is, um, you know, uh, something good happened there, Sam. And this was originally reported in the Western Journal and then brought to us by the uh, World Net Daily Guys. Well, I pray for the uh, poor child in this case. And, uh, you know, 
we've got to care for one another. That's for sure. Liberty Roundtable Live. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Rachel Alexander has an interesting article about what's this thing called? USMCA replacing NAFTA, Kurt? Yeah, when I hear the uh, term USMCA, I think of YMCA. But anyway, that's another song. That's a song. But anyway, in this case, it's uh, the, you know, U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement um, and... You know, I wish I could understand this thing better, um, you know, and I uh, the question that she poses is the is USMCA a good replacement for NAFTA? Um, and then she cites some issues that are holding up the Democratic vote on it. Um, now, you know, uh, she mentions that uh, um, the uh, that talks about how. Uh, NAFTA worked with the countries, and I think that that was a bad trade deal, if you ask me. Um, but 
she says, in order to get Mexico and Canada to agree to the USMCA, Trump agreed to end steel and aluminum tariffs on the two countries. The agreement was almost derailed, she says, when Trump threatened to impose tariffs on Mexico over immigration, but he backed down. The agreement supports 12 million American jobs. I don't know how you figure that out. Uh, It increases exports to Mexico and Canada, particularly, they say, agricultural products. One key victory, the article says, for Trump was getting Canada to open up its dairy market to American farmers. This significantly benefits small and medium-sized U.S. businesses, uh, the article says. Democrats want the agreement to address climate change. So far, it does not, it says. However, it does include new provisions to protect the environment, such as requirements to improve air quality, prevent and reduce marine litter, support sustainable forest management, and ensure appropriate procedures for environmental impact assessments. Democrats still want more, including provisions on wastewater and pollution from recycled batteries. Democrats want stricter labor regulations in Mexico. Get this part. They proposed allowing U.S. authorities to inspect Mexican labor conditions as part of USMCA, but Mexico turned it down. Democrats aren't satisfied with the requirement that 40 to 45 percent of automobile parts must be made by workers who earn at least $16 an hour by 2023. I mean, imagine... uh, You know, you mandate that they have to pay a certain amount. Uh, Says, however, the agreement does state that Mexican workers have the right to unionize, uh, mandates safe working conditions, and bans forced labor. I don't know how you're going to mandate all that kind of stuff. But anyway, uh, the bottom line for me, Sam, is I don't really know what it all does, but uh, I... This is where I come off as, um, you know, a big Trump supporter, I guess, as I trust the president uh, and his leadership on these trade deals a whole lot more than I've ever been able to trust any other uh, leader in the past. Now, I'm simply not giving him a pass and saying that he's uh, like, um, you know, the return of all good and perfect uh, or anything like that. But, um, you know, I do believe that that's at least better than what we had before. I I hope for more, though. So does she think it's a a good deal? That's what she kind of asked the question. What is her uh, summation? What is her take at the end? Well, uh, she says here at the end, she says Trump is eager to get the USMCA passed this fall so he can tout it in his campaign for re-election. He has referred to NAFTA as the worst trade deal in history due to the loss of American jobs and wants to be able to show he fixed it while free market absolutionists Absolutists, absolutists, sorry, may not like the heightened labor provisions. Bringing American companies back to the U.S. will be something Trump can brag about, she says. So I don't know if you call that her. uh, Yeah, she doesn't really answer her, her own question very well, does she? Well, she does say this in the paragraph before. So how good is the trade agreement really? The left leaning Washington Post 
uh, says it mostly leaves NAFTA intact or changes it in ways Democrats and their union allies have long demanded. Uh, the provisions relating to the environment and labor are now incorporated into the main text of the agreement where they can be enforced, which they weren't under NAFTA. If you want to bring manufacturing jobs back to the U.S., then the stricter labor regulations are a good thing. Um, you know, I, at least from what I can see, though, Sam, uh, every time we make some kind of agreement like this, you know, we're the ones that typically end up having to follow it. Uh, and as far as I can tell, most of the other countries, I don't really expect Mexico to follow what we ride up and some kind of thing, just like I don't expect China to do it, uh, Sam. But anyway, that's just the way I see things. Yeah, see, I don't think it's a good deal for America. And it's hard for me to say if it's better or worse. What I see is we're trading one set of bad deals for another. Uh, and so... I personally would have to stand against that, personally. Um, the New American, or the John Burt Society, speaks out on this quite a bit, Kurt, and they uh, basically say it's a bad deal. Worst trade deal in history. <clears throat> um, so they talk about Donald Trump blasting NAFTA as the worst trade deal ever in history. Now, Donald Trump was persuaded to rewrite or renegotiate NAFTA instead of withdrawing. See, I think withdrawing is the only answer. But it's really NAFTA 2.0, and the sad part is it moves us closer to a North American union. As you know, Brexit ain't working out too well. They just delayed Brexit, so getting out is very tough. But NAFTA 2.0 is not free trade, ladies and gentlemen. It is a heavily government-regulated trade which strips away our sovereignty, independence, and ultimately our liberties, we must stop it, says the JBS, the John Burst today. And they got a section that says, from NAFTA to now, as described by NAFTA supporters, NAFTA is not a, quote, conventional trade agreement, but the architecture of a new, quote, international system. Step by step, Canada, Mexico, and the United States are being pushed into a, quote, economic um they call it an economic and political union known as the North American Union. That's modeled after the European Union. This international system threatens our sovereignty and our independence, our constitution, our rights, and our way of life. This fight is not about jobs, workers, environmental protections, or trade. It's maintaining our right to govern ourselves is the key question. Or are we going to become, quote, global citizens? Um, so really, the issue, Curtis, Americanism versus globalism, and the founding fathers knew of the difficulty of keeping our constitutional republic uh, and avoiding foreign entanglements and advised us to jealously guard our sovereignty, independence, and liberty. Today, globalists are maneuvering countries into, quote, regional partnerships and unions. <clears throat> and so there you go. It's a very good concern. If we wish to protect ourselves, we must get out of these, quote, tangling alliances. Join us in getting out of NAFTA and stopping the North American Union. 
And uh, there you go. So I'm concerned about this deal, and I, I feel like there's very few truth tellers uh, on this about what it really means. And I, I, I'm just fearful that Donald, in his desire to get along with other world leaders and his desire to look good and get something done and ink something, I'm afraid that he's overlooking some critical components that are very, very, very concerning, to say the least. So that's just my take on the uh, is the USMCA um, a good replacement for NAFTA? I would say the answer is no. I appreciate Rachel Alexander uh, speaking out on it, and I appreciate all the information I can get on it. And again, I don't know everything about it. I'm not an attorney. I don't have the inside scoop. And in a way, you could say, well, maybe it's better than what we have before. In some ways, it is. In some ways, it's far from. And I guess what I'm saying is a lateral move on this doesn't seem to me the answer. Getting out is the answer. Donald said he was going to cancel it, but now he's just working on a, quote, rewrite, uh, if you will. So there you have that. Um, When we come back, there's a report. 66% of millennials have no student debt. Kurt's got details. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. A current high-level White House national security official will be meeting with Congress today as part of the impeachment inquiry into President Trump. Army Lieutenant Colonel Andrew Vindman, the top Ukraine expert on the National Security Council. A copy of his opening statement indicates he'll tell lawmakers about his concerns with President Trump's July phone call with the president of Ukraine. This is House Democrats are planning the next steps towards the possible impeachment of President Trump. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi saying the House will vote Thursday on a bill to establish the procedure in the ongoing inquiry. Republican Congressman Jim Jordan reacts. We've had these eight depositions now. They've been leaking selected parts of it. Um, you can't undo what they've done. I think this is just one more kind of make it up as you go along example. He was speaking on Fox and this is USA Radio News. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, purple mattress. You know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a purple mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your purple grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do you have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You too can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting SHIP to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order when you text SHIP to 84888. That's keyword S-H-I-P to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. 
Winds are picking up again in California, fanning the flames of numerous wildfires, including the Kincaid Fire, which continues to blaze in Northern California. A San Mateo County Fire Department Assistant Chief is Jonathan Cox. 90,000 structures are still threatened on this fire, and we can confirm that we now have 123 structures that have been destroyed. Meanwhile, hundreds of thousands in California are expecting to have their power turned off later today in another bid to prevent high winds from downing power lines and igniting even more fires. A Texas police officer is in critical condition after he was shot during an early morning traffic stop in Denton, Texas, north of Dallas-Fort Worth. The officer, whose name has not been released, was rushed to a hospital and faced emergency surgery. A man and woman were taken into custody in connection with that shooting. The Fed opens a two-day policy meeting today, and this is USA Radio News. All right, is this a good news piece, Kurt? 66% uh, of millennials have no student debt. Well, I think it is uh, because we get told that just we have the only thing we've got is this massive debt everywhere. Um, and uh, when I when I see this, at least it tells me that maybe they don't view uh, debt as something they want to run into as much as, uh, you know, we're, we're being told. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, and when I look at it, um, I remember uh you know, thinking about the way uh, Dave Ramsey would suggest these uh, individuals get their uh, college, uh, I guess you could say, or their degrees, and he would suggest, hey, find the least expensive place to go and uh, work through it. Don't don't go into debt. Uh, pay it off. You know, uh, that kind of thing. And maybe. Um, just maybe some people are doing that, Sam. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's great news, and I hope so. You know, now it yeah. shocks me a little bit that if we're only talking about one-third of the American student population, they have over a trillion dollars in debt. That's a whole other statistic that concerns me greatly. But the idea that two-thirds aren't in debt, all we got to do is use the Dave Ramsey and other approaches like that and help less um, – Will help a greater number not go in debt or less people to go in debt. However, you want to say that. That's uh, right. But I concur now, with the point. Susan, it's a good point, Kurt. It's great news. Yeah, Doctor Susan Berry is the author of this piece from Breitbart, and she points out this uh, report is published by the Manhattan Institute, and it states that as Democrats attempt to paint the picture that millennials are drowning in student debt, which must be forgiven. Most of them have none at all. Uh, the analysis finds that 66% of millennials actually have no student debt, either because they did not attend college or did not acquire debt in the process. Uh, that's what the report by Beth Akers, a Manhattan Institute senior fellow, says. Um, and the typical graduate will have borrowed 28500 in pursuit of a bachelor's degree. The report continues that can be repaid with monthly payments of 181 bucks on a standard 20-year repayment plan, they say. Secondly, only 6% of student borrowers have more than 100000 in debt. Most of these borrowers have graduate or professional degrees and often come with families 
with higher income. More than one-third of outstanding student debt is held by individuals who are themselves in the highest income quartile with individual income greater than 97 grand the report observes typically those in trouble are not the ones with high debt but those who never completed college default rates are highest for those with less than 5000 in debt uh, they say thirdly the report notes the mean income for all millennials including those without college degrees is just a little above 46 grand, Sam. Well, and I want to be very clear about this. <clears throat> I find it good news because, and let's talk about principle for a second, because the principle is the less debt we get in, the better. And so I say, hey, if people aren't in debt, if, whether they've smartly worked their way through college or whether they haven't gone to college in the first place, the fact that less people are in debt is a good thing. Based on principle, that's a wonderful thing. Uh, now, I want to kind of point out, I don't want you to wrongly take the good news we're pointing out here uh, because I don't want you to think student debt's not a problem. It is a massive problem of over a trillion dollars in debt. It's still a massive problem. So again, when the Republicans, you know, kind of fire back at the Democrats and they make this a political issue, they miss the boat on the discussion, in my opinion. So don't just say, oh, the Democrats are crazy. The debt's not a problem. It's a massive problem, a huge problem, over a trillion dollar problem. Let's not dismiss that. But let's also look at it principle by principle and say, hey, if you got massive debt of over a trillion dollars, that is a problem not to be dismissed. However, when 66% of millennials do not have a bunch of student debt, that's great news. So what I'm saying is both sides of that have a serious reality of truth to them that can't be ignored. Um, we reject all the debt and say it's a serious problem. We also are delighted that it's not as big of a problem as it appears and as they try to manipulate it to be. It's still a massive problem. And we still need to address it. And I, I concur with your point that Dave Ramsey is right, Kurt. Look, it doesn't matter if you have a, quote, prestigious degree or not. You know, what matters is you work your way through school and or you go to the least expensive uh, place you can to get your education. I mean, there's wisdom in all of that, right? There's wisdom in highlighting that the debt's a massive problem because it is. It's true. There's also wisdom in realizing that, hey, it's not an absolute meltdown. Um, there are people that are doing things successfully in our day and age, and that's a page out of the playbook of solutions that I'd like to highlight. So we've got to summarize this and acknowledge what's true and what's not true on all sides of this discussion, Kurt. I agree, and I wish that Dr. Susan Berry might have pointed out in her article that, um, in my opinion, one of the main reasons that you have the debt and uh, the um, accompanying uh, increased costs in education is because of government involvement that should have never been there. You'll have, uh, at least in my opinion, I have a very difficult time finding any part in the Constitution where it suggests that we should have government plans or programs that would pay for students to go to school, uh, either grant-wise or loan-wise, um, that should all be done in the private sector. Uh, there should be no government involvement there. And because of the government involvement, and at least in my opinion, just like in, in uh, health care and, you know, um, uh, any other place where the government gets in and shouldn't be, then you have an increase in costs, Sam, because you have a messed up uh, market, uh, in my opinion, that's important to mention in this case. Yeah, and uh, Kurt, I want to 
also highlight on this discussion is, you know, part of the reason that the debt is such a problem is because the out-of-control interest charged and the cost of education. If government wouldn't be subsidizing these education opportunities, they wouldn't be so expensive. Same with the housing discussion we just had a little bit ago. When you get government, you know, in the middle of the housing discussion and in the middle of the education costs discussions, and government literally, you know, provides FABSA is what it's called money to almost everybody who wants an education or whatever, you ratchet the cost of education through the roof. So you put the hidden tax of inflation behind these government meddling programs uh, of subsidizing that I mentioned. And you've got an out-of-control runaway freight train. There's nothing to keep the costs of education down. And that's one of the biggest things that I would draw a highlight to, Kurt, of concern. Right? Well, um, yeah, I agree, Sam. And, uh, you know, so there's, uh, like you say, good news about this piece. And then, uh, you know, hopefully we could learn uh, from the parts that we need to improve. Right. Anyway, uh, big concern. We got good news. I guess what? Jennifer Lawrence is in the news, Kurt. Well, yeah, Sam, this is a uh, uh, one. um one amazing, I guess, a movie starlet or something, or maybe she's a singer. I mean, you you know this better than me. I don't know uh, anything about her. She, you've never heard of Jennifer? I've Lawrence? heard of her. I okay. just don't know anything about her, you know? Okay. Well, anyway, in this case, apparently uh, she's getting married, Sam, or she got married. Uh, the headline reads, uh, Actress Jennifer Lawrence marries art dealer Cook or Coke Maroney. Now, uh, like you say, uh, those are two people that I don't know much about. But uh, the thing I like about it is, hey, it's a man and a woman, Sam, and uh, they're getting married. Uh, apparently, they they love each other, and uh, you know, it's kind of a cool story. I mean, we we kind of like to celebrate things, uh, um, and uh, I guess she's a 29-year-old, uh, they call her a Red Sparrow star, uh, and she said, I do to her art dealer fiancé uh, that's 34 years old, uh, and uh, that's what USA Today confirmed. Um, so I, you know, I mean, all I can say is, hey, it's cool, and husbands and wives and men and women get married and uh, we we uh, hope for the best for them Sam. and it's a man and a woman Kurt yeah can we even uh, talk about this I, I they won't bring this up a lot but uh, well they should you know, this is kind of the uh, you know the well this is the way it's supposed to be ladies and gentlemen well I like Jennifer Lawrence a little better now Kurt yeah, I right? do. Yes. I guess I should say I do, and she said I do. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> so uh, how come the mainstream press isn't letting everybody know about this? They let you know about every every other kind of a weird scenario about these, quote, celebrities' lives. Don't they, Kurt? How come this one's kind of mums the That's word? I didn't true. even hear about this anywhere. <laughs> Good point. Uh, and uh, now, you know, if there would have been, uh, if he'd have been some kind of transgender, you know, et cetera, then maybe we'd have heard a lot about this. But, you know. Yeah, maybe. is he going to change his name to Bruce? All right. Hope not. Quick pause, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Kirk Crosby on your radio. we got a lot of news that it refused to use straight ahead.
So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Talk Right, the conservative app offered by TalkStream Live that caters exclusively to the conservative talk radio community. Here you'll see only talk shows and podcasts from the conservative right, all the big broadcast names and online digital shows in one place. Talk Right makes it easy to find all your favorite conservative talkers with all the upscale features you come to expect from TalkStream Live. Keep up with the fast-paced political world. Download Talk Right today from Google Play or the App Store. Do we reflect about our future and where we as a culture are moving? Do we keep our trust in our jobs, homes, money, life necessities, investments, stock markets? Do we believe that our 401ks or other retirements will always be there and that the current economic order will recover? Is the economy going to recover and life return to normal? It ain't going to happen by a friend of Medjugorje. Whether you are poor, middle class, or rich, it ain't going to happen. A book of astounding revelations about the present economic order and where we are heading. It ain't going to happen by a friend of Medjugorje. To order, visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, or call Caritas in the U.S., 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000. Sam Bushman, Kurt Crosby on your radio. Jennifer Lawrence, Mary's an art dealer. I guess it's Cook or Coke, Marini. I don't know much about yeah. either of these professionals or whatever you want to call them. Uh, but anyway, good news, and I like to hear it, and I want more good marriages between men and women. I like that. I think that's great. That's right. One of the cool things at the end of the USA Today piece uh, that I was surprised they put in, but, you know, to me, they I wish they put this at the first, but, you know, you have to go way down at the end. It says uh, that this is what she uh, said about this whole thing. She says, I met Cook or Coke. I'm not sure what his name is. And I wanted to marry him. We wanted to marry each other. We wanted to commit fully. He's my best friend, so I want to legally bind him to me forever. Uh, She joked, fortunately, the paperwork exists for such a thing. It's the greatest. You find your favorite person on the planet. You're like, uh, you can't leave. So, anyways, that's... Yeah, I don't know about you can't leave thing. Well, I I know. People can do whatever they want. I just, you know, hope that people are good enough to each other where they won't want to leave, Kurt. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. But I just thought it was kind of a cool little Yeah, it's thing. a great story. They're I guess there's a sheriff in the that news stuff. that's kind of interesting. This guy's pretty bold, but the sheriff says, My deputies won't be in Beto O'Rourke's anti-quote gun Gestapo, Kurt. What's up with that one? 
Right. Um, well, you know how Beto's been saying he's going to, um, you know, go and collect all the guns or whatever. And, uh, you know, so this this particular sheriff is saying, hey, uh, my guys are not going to be doing this. And uh, it, surprisingly, uh, it'll, it's a Breitbart piece, Sam, or not surprisingly, I should say. Um, and uh, the guy's name is uh, Mark Cage. He's in Eddy County, New Mexico. And... Uh, He's just saying uh, that his uh, guys are not going to serve in the anti-gun personal Gestapo that Robert or Beto O'Rourke talks about, sending around to confiscate guns. Um, and uh, so there's there's a sheriff standing up, right? Yes, and I think it's highlighting, in my opinion, something very, very important about our rights, Kurt. I mean, the sheriff has got it correct that, you know, what are we talking about? These bureaucrats and, and what do you want to say to them? I don't know what, how to describe it, but controlling our right to keep and bear arms or acting like they can just circumvent them. And I'm glad the sheriff well, is willing to stop it. Right. Yep. Yep. And uh, the. The sheriff says that uh, he believes bloodshed would be the unavoidable outcome of O'Rourke's plans should they ever be put in place. Um, Weld County, Colorado Sheriff Steve Reams shared similar sentiment, uh, calling O'Rourke's plan unconstitutional. Reams said his deputies would be placed in the crosshairs by any attempt to carry out confiscatory plans like those pushed by O'Rourke. Any worries the confiscatory efforts would also endanger citizens. He concluded, uh, this is right at the end of the uh, Breitbart piece, he says, I think that you have to be concerned for the safety of the citizen, too, because at that point, they don't know if law enforcement is coming to protect them or disarm them, and that creates a very tense situation. No kidding. Wow. All right. I guess a lone woman shoots home invasion suspect. I guess he died after getting shot multiple times, Kurt? Well, that's uh, the story. And uh, so this would be one of those, uh, you know, what what do you uh, like to call it? The uh, uh, kill me not or, uh, you know, rob me, me not. not. Yes, sir. Yeah, there you go. Especially uh, for women, right? That's right. Um, you know, you don't. Yeah, good point. Um, and this is a Breitbart piece again. And, you know, you think, hey, why wouldn't, uh, you know, the mainstream media want to tout something like this? Um, as far as I can see, the main reason they wouldn't want to tout it is because uh, it shows the value of uh, an armed citizenry, Sam, wouldn't it? Well, and they don't highlight these stories at all is why we bring it up. Now, I'm sad that somebody got shot multiple times, Kurt. Yes. I think that's horrible, and I wish it wouldn't have happened. But I also yeah. know when criminals take action against someone and threaten an innocent, I'm glad the innocent has the ability to kind of uh, stand up and, I don't know if you want to say fight back or defend oneself, but to me that's kind of the critical thing, right? I mean, this person doesn't That's want exactly any right. harm. They just want to basically stop the bad behavior from happening and preserve themselves, right? 
Yep, this was in Tucson, Arizona, close to where we have a uh, son and uh, some grandkids, a son and daughter-in-law, and some grandkids. Uh, and uh, it says, uh, this Tucson woman shot and killed one home invasion suspect and fatally wounded another after waking the strange noises in the night. This is about 3.45 in the morning. So uh, Tucson police spokesman uh, Officer Frank Magos indicated that the woman investigated the noise and discovered two men allegedly trying to make entry into her home. I think it's more than allegedly, but anyway, that's just you know police talk. Uh, Mr. Magos, the uh, police spokesman, uh, said she confronted them. She armed herself with a firearm, and shots were fired. That and that info was relayed to us by 911. Uh, Tucson.com reports the identity of the alleged invaders as 18-year-old Corey Texeira and 18-year-old. Ali Mohammed, both of whom were in the backyard when police arrived. Texero was pronounced dead at the scene, and Mohammed was taken to a hospital where he was pronounced dead. The woman was home alone at the time of the incident. So there's the story. Well, and again, I'm so sad it even happened, but I will say it's necessary, sometimes sad to say. But I'm glad the innocence was protected. And that's what we need to really focus on. All right, Tulsi Gabbard exactly. declares war on Hillary Clinton and Democratic Party uh, establishment, if you will, Kurt. This is interesting because it's internal here. Um, it's usually, what, fired at the other side of the aisle. In this case, it's an internal battle, right? Well, yeah, um, because, you know, you ask yourself, do we really have just two parties or do we have, you know, multiple groups and they... Uh, you know they don't always uh, go go along with each other, and in this case, uh, Tulsi Gabbard is uh, one that Hillary's uh, basically saying that. Uh, uh, let's see, they called her. Uh, what did Hillary say about her? She said she was a Russian asset, right? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> uh, so now I guess Tulsi's uh, speaking out on this whole thing, and uh, you know I. I just, I mean, there's not going to be much coverage of this, uh, Sam. No, of course I don't not. Think, uh, because uh, that makes things kind of look bad for Hillary. And, but, Kurt, remember how Democrats. I said if Donald claims that Barack is the leader or the founder of ISIS and that Hillary is yep. the co-founder of ISIS, and I said, you know what? We just need to, and again, this is where I'm playing fair on both sides. I'm not picking sides here. Donald, if you're going to make a claim that like that, I need you to prove it. Yeah. Okay. Secondarily, this is where Hillary on the other side of the coin needs to prove it. If she's saying that, hey, Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian asset or agent or whatever you want to call it. Hillary, you need to prove this. You guys can't just make these out of control, crazy accusations without effort. I mean, without uh, documenting it. I don't know. What do you think, Kurt? I, I feel like this is really important if we're going to be stopping fake news. Facebook and everybody's running around saying how they're going to stop fake news. This is where the, I don't know, rubber meets the road. This is where it's like critical to say, hey, these leaders can't be doing this. Just force them to document it. And if enough howl happened in the media, we could stop it, right? Good point. Um, in this uh, Breitbart piece uh, by Joel Pollack, uh it's. It says that uh, Tulsi Gabbard, she's a Democrat.
I hope we didn't lose Kurt. Are you there, Kurt? All right, we'll try to get Kurt back. Anyway, I think this is critical, though, to where I want these people to flat out uh, document it. You know what, Hillary? I don't blame Tel- Tulsi Gabbard from declaring war on you, saying you're out of control, man. Because I want to know the truth from the Democratic Party establishment. It's one thing for Hillary to go off, but the Democratic Party should be holding Hillary accountable and saying, Hillary, I need you to document this. The Republican Party should be holding Donald accountable and saying, Donald, you know what? You're claiming that Barack Hussein Obama is the founder of ISIS and that, uh, you know, um, Hillary Clinton is the co-founder. You know, I want on both sides of the aisle, I want you guys to prove these out of control, irresponsible statements. If they're true, let's document it and push for criminal uh, indictments of these these uh, criminals. On the other hand, if they're not true, let's stop the fake news, shall we? And um, anyway, we'll we'll get Kurt back. But that's my take on this. It's It's serious, serious business, folks. You can't just make these accusations and nobody can say that I'm picking sides. I'm not attacking one side and defending the other side. I'm saying, hey, these allegations are inappropriate. If they're true, then let's push for criminal activity um, and and push for prosecution. Give them due process uh, for sure. Okay, assume they're innocent until proven guilty. But with statements like that, you got to say, are those statements true? Were they made intentionally or were they made in error? If they're made intentionally, it's way worse than if they're even made in error. Nevertheless, it's serious business on both sides of the aisle here, ladies and gentlemen. All right, MLB indefinitely bans models who flashed Jarrett Cole during Game 5. So, oh boy, what is this, baseball? And you got these models literally flashing, showing their breasts in the middle of a game. Uh, and I guess they, they get kicked out of the game indefinitely, or, or, you know. But I... Where's the prosecution? Where's the indecent exposure? Where's the... And we don't seem to have the same, uh, oh, whatever it's called, uh, standard. You know? All right. Nolte uh, documents Matt Lauer is not the first rapist or alleged rapist, I should say, that MSN... I'm sorry, NBC has been shielding. Okay, so Nolte's documenting this that, hey, you know what? There's been... This stuff going on, and it's not the first. But when you talk about NBC or Fox or any of these networks, man, it just seems they're just scandalous. It's one case after another, after another, after another. And it's not just an individual. It's a whole culture of perversion and corruption going on here, folks. I mean, it is out of control. And the problem is the culture of protection that these perverts have had, right? Um, this isn't just a kind of thing where, hey, this happened to one or person, and it's been a culture of corruption, and they're just parading the victims and parading the perpetrators, and they've all received protection from all kinds of networks and people and for decades. But we're not going to get to the bottom of the Jeffrey Epstein case. And this uh, pervert, you know, Baghdad or Baghdaddy, whatever the guy's name is, okay, he was a pervert too. We're not going to get to the bottom of anybody's sex rings. We're just going to talk about it and pray these victims and pray these perpetrators with no real accountability, just like we do politicians that are in the swamp. Zero accountability. And nothing's going to change until we start creating accountability, folks. I'll tell you that right now. All right, thanks for being alongside for the ride. Donate today at libertyroundtable.com. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.